0: Swatke Namaha, Om Shri Sadguravi Namaha, Om Samastajana Kalya, Niratam Karuna Mayam, Namah Sadguram Brahma Vidvaram, Bhavani Shankara Shraddha. Vishwasa Rupinam Yabhyam Vinana
1: Pashanti
0: Siddha Swantas Tamishwaram Vasudevasutam Devam Kamsachanu Ramardhanam Devaki Paramanandam Krishnam Vande Jagad Ramaya Rama, Rama Bhatraya Ramachandraya Vedase Raghunathaya Nathaya Sitaaya Patayinama Buddhervalam Yashodharyam Nirbhayatvam Arogata
1: Ajadyam Vagpatutvancham PANUMAT
0: SMARANAT BHAVET YAM BRAMHA VARUNENDRA RUDRA MARUTHA STUNVANTI DIVVESTHAVAI VEDAI
1: SANGAPADAKRAMOPANISHADAI GAYANTI AM Dhyana VASTI MANASA
0: Pashantiyam yoginom Yasyantam navidusura suraganah Devaya tasmai namah Devaya tasmai namah Om namah shivaya Om namah shivaya Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya. Shivaya. Haya Nava Parvati Pataye Har Har Mahadeh Hariyum.
1: So, Ashocyanan Vashocastvam Pradhyavadansh Chabhashaseh. Gata su na gata so Bhagavan begins his teaching by telling Arjuna that you have grieved for those who should not be grieved. So one reason for not grieving is that they are all especially bhishma Pitamaha Donacharya for him, for whom he was mainly grieving. They are dharmic people, they, are, they have followed their life in a good way and ultimately they will get a good gati. But mainly Bhagwan says from the standpoint of that supreme reality, the Atma, there is no need for you to grieve. Because Atma is indestructible. If you are grieving that it will get destroyed, it is indestructible. It's like a, um, like somebody wants to, let us say, change the gold ornaments. So the husband tells the wife that uh, let us all dissolve these ornaments, melt these ornaments and make a new one. So the wife says, oh, I will lose the gold. The gold will not be lost, but that form will be lost. Similarly, when a person dies, the form may get lost, but the Atma is not lost. And that personality, which was identified with that particular body, is also not lost. It moves from one body to another. So Bhagwan says that Atma is uh, avikari, it is free from all modification and change, and It is neither the doer nor can any action be done on that self. So one who thinks that I am slaying someone and one who thinks that I am being slayed, both of them do not know. Because Atma is na jayate mriyate va kadachit. It is neither born nor does it die. means it doesn't have any of the modifications, change which any other object uh, has. So no change takes place in that pure Self. In fact, all the change appears on the Self only. Even the time, what we consider as time, everything happens in time, this time is also concept uh, experienced because of the mind. So time is also within, the, within this uh, appearance of this world. So Atma is free from the concept of time and free from all modification. Just as we see on the screen a movie, and in the movie if we see a long passage of time, but still the screen remains untouched by that time. So many people are born and they die, and long passage of time is shown in that movie, but the screen remains untouched by that time. The screen doesn't become uh, old. In the same way, The Atma, the self, our pure self, pure essence, it remains untouched by time. It is Nityaha, it is eternal. Ajaha, unborn. Shashvataha, unchanging, changeless. Puranaha, though very ancient, it is always new, always fresh. The, The sense of being is always fresh. Nahanyate. Hanyamane, shari, re, even when the body is destroyed, the atma is not destroyed. So in this way, Bhagavan conveys this truth about the self to Arjuna. Though some of the points are repeated, but uh, since this topic is very subtle, so unless it is repeated, it uh, one may not be able to comprehend it. Therefore, in our scriptures, the some of the points get repeated very often further bhagwan says verse number 21 veda vinashinam nityam veda vinashinam nityam ya e namajyam kathamsapurushah partha kathamsapurushah partha kam, kam ghatayati hantikam
0: veda vinashinam nityam ye yeah. namajam avayam kathamsapurushah
2: partha
0: kam ghatayati
1: hantikam huh. finally bhagwan says Ki one who recognizes, realizes this self. Veda avinashinam nityam, one who realizes this self. Self-realization or self-recognition takes place. For such a person, and what type of self? Nityam, which is eternal. Enam ajam avvayam, which is unborn. And which is free from all uh, defects, all modification of Vyam, One who recognizes this—see—it is one thing to uh, know about it, to get a theoretical understanding of the self, but one who finally experiences it or or directly realizes it, such a person understands that. The self is not the doer and it's also not an enjoyer. So kathamsa purusha partha kam ghatayati hantikam. Such a person, whom will he cause to be slain and hantikam and whom will he slay? How can that man slay or can cause others to be slain? Here the word slay is used only because of the context. Otherwise, it is it means all the actions, whether talking, walking, or any other actions which we perform, there is a sense of doership. At present, when we perform an action, we feel that action is being performed by I, me, the self. But if we analyze this very deeply, and the one who realizes the nature of the self, comes to know that the self is not the doer. It's a very uh, difficult concept to comprehend, but as we contemplate, it will become more and more clear. It's like, a, like for example, in the mirage, uh, in the desert, we see mirage water. So the sand is there and we see water. And when we see that water, we see movement in that water also. But actually the movement is not in the sand. It appears to be there, but it is actually not there in that sand. Or in the sky, sometimes we see the moon, and we see the clouds passing in front of the moon. And when we see the clouds, it appears as though the moon is moving. You must have seen. It appears as though the moon is moving with full speed, but actually the moon is not moving. The clouds are moving. The moon is stationary. But we superimpose the idea of movement of the clouds on the, on the moon and we say the moon is moving. In the same way, the actions are seen to be happening at the, at the level of the objects outside, at the level of the mind, at the level of the body. Lot of action seems to be happening and it creates also a sense of doership but really speaking the truth is that atma i the pure self not i the ego not i the thought not i the body but i the pure self is not a doer of that action in its very presence action happen its like uh, example is given of the sun also the sun shines on earth by its very presence activities happen on earth we get up, we move A lot of people work animals, birds, plant. they get the energy from the sun they get the light from the sun but the sun itself doesn't perform any action all the actions are happening in mere presence of the sun in the same way in the mere presence of that Supreme Self, the actions happen. More about this Bhagwan will be explaining as we go along. But here he says that one who realizes that self comes, becomes free of the sense of doership and becomes free from the sense of enjoyership. Kartratva and bhaktratva bhavana disappears. That is the main lakshana of a realized master. When he realizes, he knows that I am not doing. In my presence, everything is happening. In fact, Bhagavan, now and then, he mentions this. In the fourth chapter, he says that, though I am the creator of this world, know that I am not the creator of this world. Because he talks from that standpoint of that supreme reality. It can be understood Even with the example of electricity, various examples we take to understand this. Examples may have their own beauty, but examples may also have their own defects. So need not stretch the example too far. If I take the example electricity, then you may ask, who is the electricity board here? So electricity, just as electricity remains in its own position and in its presence, the various equipments function. If you attach the fan, it moves. If you attach the bulb, it lights. If you put a radio, it sinks. So various equipments function in the presence of electricity. But electricity itself doesn't have any light, doesn't have any sound, doesn't have any heat. By its mere presence, everything happens. So Bhagwan says, Hey Arjuna, one who has recognized this nirvikari, changeless self, ved avinashinam, which is indestructible, eternal, which is birthless and changeless, such a person, kathamsa purusha partha, whom will that person cause to be slain or whom will that person slay? How can that person slay anyone? Means the sense of the doership itself will not happen in that person. So this is a very, from a very sublime standpoint, Bhagwan is revealing the nature of that truth. In the state of ignorance, of course, we have the sense of doership. And when we have the sense of doership, what type of action we should perform and what we should not perform, that and all will be taken up. But, here, the goal is being indicated. See, if we, if we want to go to a temple, let us say it is located on the top of a hillock. From a distance, the person is shown that temple. We have to reach there. And once you reach that temple, there is no more climbing up. Once you reach the top of that hill, there is no more climbing up and there is no more going down. So we talk about that destination. Then the person says, okay, let us go down to go to the temple. We have to go to the valley. So it may appear contradiction that, oh, you are telling me to go down, to go up. But that is the path which will take us on that temple. Similarly, this is the goal which is indicated here. The self by its very nature is not a doer, because there is no modification happening in the self. Why it is like that? That is the very nature of the self. Why sugar is sweet? Because that is the nature of sugar. Why fire is hot? Because it is the nature of fire. Why atma is like this? Because it is its nature. You cannot argue about nature. It is a fact which is revealed here. The Rishi Munis have not created atma. They have just, they are just revealing what is already there. Just like in science also, Newton did not create the laws of gravity. He did not sit back, relax and write a beautiful law of gravity. But he just discovered it. The fact is discovered. Similarly here, the rishis, they talk about the fact of the self. The pure self is changeless. And not a doer, nor the enjoyer of any uh, fruits of action. It is pure presence. Therefore, another terms, uh, few terms used for the self is it is sat, chit, and anandasuru. Sat means it is pure existence. See certain things of this world, we say this exist. So we talk about an object and we say it exists. But what is the meaning of being existent? The very nature of existence is not recognized or realized. That self is of the nature of existence itself. It is not something which exists. It is existence itself. It is of the nature of pure consciousness. Because of it only we are conscious of something. We, after conscious we use the word of. I am conscious of this book. But self is consciousness itself per se. Not, not conscious of something but consciousness itself. It is, it is ananda. It is happiness or bliss itself not happiness because of something but it is of the nature of happiness itself so this self is revealed here but what about life and death what about taking birth what about uh, the different bodies which we talk about so bhagwan from the standpoint of our life and death he indicates that self a very very famous a beautiful uh, shloka, and uh, the following shloka. Vāsānsi jērnāni yathā jērnāni yathā Navāni grāndhāti naroparāni Tathā sharirāni vihāya jērnāni Anyāni saṅyāti navanidehi dehī. Vāsāṁ se yathā vihāya. Navāni grānhāti naroparāni. Tathā sharīrāni vihāya Jernani. ah uh, bhagwan says that this uh, body is like a dress of that self the body itself is not the self but body is like the dress of the self vasansajnanani yathavihaya navani granhatte naroparani just as we also we wear dress then we remove it and put another one. And uh, many people, they change so many times during the day also. Depending on the occasion, we change our dress. If we want to go to a party, we wear one type of dress. Shadi we put another type of dress. If we go to work, we put someone, some other dress. If we go to play some sports and all, we have an appropriate dress for that. If you go and for some puja or some religious function, we have different dress. Or we go to a prayer meeting, we have different dress. You can't wear all sorts of things and all go for prayer meeting. And you can't wear that uh, um, what you call our marriage dress, uh, if you want to go and play cricket. Of course, if you want to see it, it's a different story. But if you want to play, then those type of dress is required. So, in this, our world, we, as we use our dress, and as we use our dress, our personality also changes. Actually, dress has got a very great effect on our mind. Therefore, when we take sannyas, also we wear a particular type of dress. Hmm. So the color, the way it is made, it has got its own effect on our mind. Certain colors are good for our sadhana. Certain colors are good for vairagya. Certain colors are good for action. Certain colors are good for peace of the mind. Different um, effect of these colors are there on our mind. And also the uniform which we wear. A policeman or uh, army officer or some other uh, officers wearing their own uniform. Or when we go to school, children go to school, they wear the uniform it has got a different effect on their mind therefore if they want to take children for some uh, tour or something they tell them to come in uniform as soon as they remove their uniform put something else it becomes un uh, they become indisciplined, like difficult to control them but if they are in uniform whatever teacher says they listen to the teacher so just as in this world we change the dress when we don't want them, when we want to change our uh, environment, we change dress. Vasam se jernani, jernani when it, is, it becomes old. Or even if it doesn't become old, we change the dress. And navani grannati naro and we uh, put on a new dress. But when I am removing the dress or when I am putting on the new dress, I remain as I am, the the body remains unchanged. The body remains as it is. Hmm. The body doesn't undergo change. I am not removing my skin. The dress is not fixed to me, like Karna had that uh, armor fixed to his body. The dress is not fixed to me. It is just external. Though it plays a very important role in interacting with people. Many times people see the dress and accordingly they interact. Ne? Once Mahatma Gandhi I heard Mahatma Gandhi was invited somewhere and he went there in his typical dress, but that God did not recognize him and he stopped him. He says, Oh, but Sabul Ka Part program hey and from where you have come, villager, you, you can't come here. So Mahatma Gandhi returned and he's Sent and they were waiting for him, he sent a packet of uh, nice dress, suit, boot, coat and all. He said, first I thought you had invited me, but now I know you had invited my dress, so I am sending the dress to you. So our dress plays a very important role, but still we are different from our dress. When we remove the dress, we don't feel the pain. Of course we feel the pain if we are attached to that dress. Little children, I remember on birthdays and all special dress used to be there and we were not willing to remove that dress. No, 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 I want to continue wearing this dress. And Mother will Javardhasti catch hold of us and remove that dress. So if we are attached to the dress, it becomes painful for us to remove the dress. But when the new dress comes, we are very, very happy. We feel very nice. In the same way, the Atma is something different and the dress which we are wearing is this body. Our physical body is like a dress. And when it becomes old or when it becomes uh, ineffective for that uh, self, then that body is dropped and new body is taken up. Navani Granhard Naro Parani Tatha Sharirrani, Vihaya Jainani. When Sharir becomes Jaina Jaina doesn't mean old. Sometimes young people can also die, or they die. Sometimes even a child passes away. So a body is meant only for a particular exhausting, a particular type of actions and karmas and all. Once that gets exhausted, that body is dropped. More about these karmas and all will come as we go along. But uh, uh, at this stage, let us say, uh, to understand it uh, more clearly, we have the physical body. But inside this physical body, there is a subtle body also. That subtle body is made up of our mind, our intellect and our life force. See, science has made lot of uh, uh, advancement in all the field, but still it is not yet uh, able to understand what is life, what makes a matter tick. Ne? Our body is made up of matter. Even the tiny little uh, ant or a, a virus or a bacteria is made up of, the body is made up of matter, Like atom and molecules and all. But what makes it function? What brings all these different atoms together? What makes them produce the right type of uh, hormones or right type of proteins and all? What is that which makes it ticks? Even in our body they have analyzed the DNA and RNA and all those things. But what makes it? It is made up of chemicals only. But what gives intelligence to that chemical chemical by itself is not intelligent. Chemical doesn't have any intelligence by itself. So what gives that intelligence? How does that little ant store information? It knows where exactly you have hidden the uh, the Peda. The ant knows. And not only it knows, but it tells the other ant also. Little to the left, huh? there. <laughs> so it tells the other ants also. You must have noticed that one ant passes by and then it stops and talks to the other ant. And gives the minute detail about everything. And then it goes. So, a tiny little ant. It is made up of matter. Sometimes by mistake it comes in your tea or milk. Or something, you don't feel like eating it. Yeah? It is made up of matter. But that matter is not ordinary matter, it is intelligent matter. See, when I take, uh, to, uh, let us say I take a uh, stone and throw it up, it will come down. It will come down with the speed of that gravity and all. It can be calculated. But suppose I have a bird, a live bird in my hand and throw it up. Where it will go, nobody can tell. Physics cannot tell. Because it is not only matter which has gone up, but the intelligence has also gone up. It Where it will go, it will fly away, it will perch on a tree, it will come down. What it will do, nobody can tell. So there is matter But there is also what we call life, and that life is associated with great intelligence. Life is not dull. Life is not inert. Life is not uh, foolish. Life is very, very intelligent. It has got its own intelligence. So even a tiny little ant, the life force which is there is quite amazing. The virus, the bacteria, the various types of germs, the worms, the birds, the fish, they have their own intelligence. So, we have something in us which is other than matter. If there was, everything was matter, by now they would have discovered it. They are doing a lot of research to find out what is this life. Hmm, but it has failed. Because all that we can see under microscope is matter only. But how this matter behaves intelligently, we don't know. From where that, if we say everything has started from chemicals only, then from where that chemical came to know how to come and uh, join together and create RNA or DNA or whatever, the building blocks, from where that intelligence came, we don't know. Finally, they have given up. The scientists have given up. First, they thought that everything has evolved from matter. They gave up. And now, the latest thing they say is that life was always there. Life exists everywhere. Life exists everywhere, and it requires a conducive environment for it to manifest. What they call panspermia. Hmm... Anyway, so the scripture says that body is there, but body is, becomes alive because of that life factor. That life factor, which is also associated with mind and intelligence and intellect and all, is called our subtle body. It's called a subtle body. But even subtler than this subtle body is Atma. This subtle body itself is very difficult to comprehend. We are all alive. We experience life. But it is difficult to comprehend what is life. It's so strange. We use our brain, but a lot of scientists are working how the brain functions. But you are using it, now. Yes, I am using it to find out how it functions. We are using our body, but we don't know how the body functions. Because it doesn't function by our theoretical knowledge. When we eat food... It gets digested, different types of enzymes and all are secreted and it gets digested. We also don't, we don't know the names also. Even before people could discover all these secrets of medicine and all, the body was functioning. So there is this physical body which is made up of matter. It is made up of only these five great elements, Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal, Prithvi. Or you can say it is made up of different types of chemicals, matter. But that matter is made active by a life force. That life is not matter. That life is different from matter. Therefore you have matter everywhere in this cosmos, but every matter is not, it not uh, comes alive. That life doesn't express it in all this matter. So there is that life, which we call the Jeeva, jivan, jiva. Uh, or jivatma. It is made up of mind, intellect, or pranas and all. So, and, and that consists of a, a, a personality. It con- contains the personality. It is that life force which brings the matter together and forms a body. When we are born or when we are in mother's womb, we are tiny little, uh, can't even, I think cannot be seen, with your naked eye also. And slowly we start growing. How do we grow? What makes us grow? The life, means I as life, collects the right material and builds uh, this body. It builds the body. It is very, very interesting actually. So that, that is called a subtle body. But subtler than that is Atma. So to take another example, just imagine a pot. And in that pot, a different shape pot is there, or lots of pots are there. And in that pot, we have water. So there is pot, there is water inside, and there is this space. In space, the pot exists. In space, the water exists. And um, sometimes we pour the water from one pot to another pot. Hmm. So the outer pot is like our gross physical body. The water is like the subtle body, sukshma sharir, or the jiva. And akash, space, is like that atma. You are space. Don't get spaced out here. But you are space. All of us are like space. Therefore, we say, Chidakasharupah. Akasharupah. Akash is the nearest example, subtlest example we can give how that Atma is like space. So what happens uh, when a person uh, dies, the, the pot is left behind. But that water doesn't get destroyed. The water goes from one pot as though to another pot. All the samskaras which we have, which is gathered in that sukshma shari, sukshma shari gathers, continuously gathers lot of impressions. So all the impressions which are gathered, it remains there and it is carried forward in all the various bodies or various uh, different lifetimes. So, Atma, which is like space, identifies with this water, identifies with this pot and considers itself as a limited being. So, when a person dies, the, the body is left behind and the Sukshma Sharir creates for itself another body. The Sukshma Sharir creates for itself another body it is not that body is created and it enters but it creates another body it is the life life force which is there and it takes the material from the mother the father whatever and creates another body for itself it's like a like a seed how many how many seeds are there in an apple i have also not counted huh six okay And how many apples are there in one seed of apple? The infinite apples can be produced from one seed. So amazing that one seed has got the potential to produce an apple and it has got potential to produce another seed of its own kind. And it can be so much that it can, potentially it can fill up the entire earth with apple trees. One seed has got the potential to cover the entire earth with apple trees, theoretically. So that seed, if you taste it, it doesn't taste like apple at all. If you look at the seed, it doesn't look like an apple at all. The seed doesn't carry any material of apple from where it gets the material from earth. If you put that seed in the earth, the seed with its intelligence collects those materials. Just imagine the seed is there and it is collecting materials and creating the uh, plant, the leaves, and then slowly the apples and all. Such a marvelous thing. It's a miracle. So just like that seed, the Sokshma Sharir is like that seed. It is there and it collects the material and creates a body which is conducive to its samskar, to its impressions. So if I, the sukshma sharir develops or cre- uh, generates some sort of impression in this lifetime and it dies, then it wants to again experience those same impression or maybe different type of impressions and it creates a different body for itself. Like our dream, when I go to sleep, I create dream. Who create The mind creates dream. And from where it creates? From its own internal uh, stock or internal power itself. It doesn't have to go somewhere else to bring the material. The mind itself has got the capacity to project a dream. And what type of dream it projects? depending on what type of samskar or impressions it had gathered. Sometimes we have happy dreams. Sometimes we have sad dreams. Sometimes we are chased by tiger and we can't run. Sometimes we run after the tiger, but he cannot run. Different types of dreams are there. (laughs) So, but all these dreams are created by the mind. Not that there is a world And we are born in the world. See, uh, The dream world is not there. It is already there. And then we are born in that world. And we experience that world. It is not so. It is the mind which creates the world. Creates a body for me. And creates all the people in the dream. And I experience those dreams. Similarly, the sukshma sharir, the mind, creates... A physical body for itself to experience. So that is like removing one set of clothes and wearing another set of clothes. So vasam se jernani attha vihaya, navani granthi naroparani, tatha shreerani vihaya jernani, anyani sanyati navani dehi. So this is what we called as punarjanma or rebirth. Atma is not born again. Atma is there. What is born again is that sukshma sharir creates another body. Atma is there. Sukshma sharir is there. And the stola sharir, the stola sharir is dropped after it is used. Another body is created for uh, its uh, various experiences. So, Atma is there. Even when a body falls down dead, Atma is there. It doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't come anywhere, it's like akash. Even when the pot is broken, the akash is still there. But when the pot is broken, the water also gets dispelled. But here you can imagine, the watery pot is still there. And that watery pot takes another pot for its, uh, as a vessel for itself to function. Because this physical body is required for us to function, to interact and uh, experience different things. So at present, a person in a state of ignorance is identified with the body. When we progress on our spiritual journey, slowly and steadily we come to recognize the inner body, that is the mind, the intellect and that life principle. And as we progress further on our spiritual journey, we will be able to recognize that Atma, which is even subtler than that life principle. In fact, that Atma itself, because of its presence, there is something called life. And that life principle manipulates and converts this matter into beautiful forms. Like this flowers, all these beautiful colors. From where... These colors come from this earth only. If you take that uh, mitti and analyze it or eat it or taste it, it doesn't have any, it may be totally different. But from that same mitti, a beautiful rose of different colors come. Such a great miracle. We don't have to go to somewhere else to see miracle. A miracle is happening right in front of us in various ways. So what gives that shape to that mitti, life? Life gives that shape. Life has already given shape in the form of a seed. In that seed also it is not the material, but that life, which has already taken a cover of the seed and then further it develops into. So that life is so subtle that it is very difficult to comprehend. So, Atma is subtler than life. So, Atma is the one, you can say, takes up this different body, wears it as a dress, and drops it, and takes another body, and this Yatra goes on. Vasam si yatha Many people chant this, you when know, a person dies and all, we chant this, and to feel little uh, con- consolation, that yes, that person who is no more, is still there. Only his body is left behind, but that person is still there. Therefore, we perform the Shraddha karma and all, and it reaches that person. How and how it reaches, we don't know, but it reaches that person. Because that that Sukshma sharir is still there. It's like our email we send and it reaches that person. How it goes and exactly how it travels, I don't know. But it reaches. Similarly, Whatever we function, we do or karmas we do, it reaches. So that sukshma sharir is uh, is is the one which travels from as though from one body to another. Further, Bhagwan says, Nainam chendante shastrani." Nainam dahati pavakaha. Nachainam kledayantyapaha. Nashoshayati marutaha. Nainam chendanti shastrani. Nainam dahati pavakaha. Na shoshayate marutah Na enam chindanti shastrani Shastrani means the weapons. Great weapons we have developed. In the good old days, they used to have all those simple weapons, talwar and all. But now we have more and more powerful weapons. Somewhere I read a very interesting uh, thing that... um, we are developing these weapons no nuclear bombs and this and that it is like uh, two people uh, countries are developing it's like two people sitting in a uh, in a uh, on a, a petrol hmm petrol is spilled there and they are sitting and both of them are manufacturing match boxes match matches even one match is uh, lighted uh, falls down the whole thing will burn so that is what we are doing as human beings, most intelligent beings on earth. We are creating more and more these nuclear arsenals and all, and uh, whatever we are doing. So here it is said, Bhagavan says, that na enam chindanti shastrani. These nuclear bombs and all may destroy the forms. They are very powerful. They destroy the forms. The body can be destroyed. But mind cannot be destroyed. Not only the mind cannot be destroyed, but the Atma cannot be destroyed. See, again, I am saying that the modern science is struggling to find out what is this mind. In the good old days, there used to be this uh, psychology and all. Wherein, the psychology is like study of the mind. But slowly they came to know that they cannot study the mind because they don't know where this mind is. Everyone is looking for this mind, but mind is nowhere to be found. Brain cannot be called mind, brain is different. So they look for this mind everywhere, they could not find, and finally they gave up, and now the recent uh, thing is that they talk about behavior. Behaviorism and all. So instead of studying the mind, they say there is no such thing called mind, there is only behavior. You can understand a person by his behavior, and change that behavior of that person, changing the behavior of person is possible, through giving him some, like we change the behavior of uh, dogs and cats, by giving him some praloban and all, one can change the behavior. They have found that uh, uh, they have studied the dogs and all, so it is found that uh, if a uh, dog is fed every time at a particular time, And every time he is fed, a bell is rung. Before that he is fed, a bell is rung. And then he is given a nice meal. After a few days, they just rang the bell and he started uh, salivating. Acha, Whatever. So food has not come. And it happens with us also. First class description of Razagulla, Samosi, Garam Garam Pakode. Uh, so, they started studying, now they are studying the behavior of a person. Because the mind is so subtle, it cannot be. Mind and brain is not the same. Brain is something physical. Mind is even subtler than the brain. Mind is more associated or even with life force, with life principle. No doubt, for the mind to function, the brain and all is required for it to function. Like for example, the eyes are subtler than the physical eyes. But the physical eyes are required for the eyes to function. If there is some defect in the physical eye, I cannot see. When the defect is removed, again I can see. So the power to see is subtler than the physical eye. That power to see is called eyes. Similarly, the power to think is called a mind. It is subtler than the brain. But brain is required for its functioning. So Bhagwan says here that the Atma cannot be destroyed by any weapons. Na enam chindanti shastrani. With weapons we cannot cut it. With talwar or with bombs and all, we cannot cut this Atma. Oh, it cannot be cut. Or maybe we can burn it. Said no. Na enam dahati pavakaha. Pavakaha, fire. Which is so powerful, it can burn everything. But that fire cannot burn atma. Cannot be burned. So maybe we can, uh, what do you call, drown it. Says no. Na cha enam kledyanti apaha. The water cannot wet. Water cannot, uh, what you call, touch that Atma. Atma cannot get drowned in water. Bhagwan is mentioning the great forces of nature. The water, the fire, and then the air. Apaha. Na, marutaha. Marutaha means wind, air. Na shoshayati, the wind also cannot dry that Atma. If there is something which is wet, uh, the wind can dry. It. See, this, all these forces of nature, Akash, Vayu, Agni, Jal, Prithvi, Akash is very subtle, it cannot touch the Atma. Fire, air, and this uh, water and all, they are so powerful force. Like we had a tsunami a few years back. Powerful like water, you cannot stop it. Or air, if it starts moving, it cannot be stopped. In in the sixth chapter Bhagavan our Arjuna gives example of this air that to control the mind is like controlling the air only. It's very difficult. Vayo river and this fire also, once the fire in the forest and all there is forest fire, it's very difficult to um, touch it. And these elements they sometimes fight with each other. Water and fire, when it comes together, there is a big fight, like WWF type. Yeah. Water tries to uh, stop the fire from this, and fire tries to burn, I mean, to dry up the whole water. Before this Chinese, philo- I mean, astrology and all, they talk about the different people are also like, some of them are, some of us are like fire, some are like uh, earth, some are like... Um, Water. Hmm. So, sometimes they are not conducive. Two people, some fire and water comes together. Yeh isko jala dega wo isko ye karega. Fire Fiery person has got lot of enthusiasm and all and zeal and I want to aisa kareenge, waisa kareenge. Water wala paani uske oopar paani dal ke usko thanda kareenge. <laughs> kya kareenge, kya karna hai. Nothing can be done. What can you do? So many people have come and tried. What can you do? Pani dal dal ke he goes to meet his friend who is heir. aur usko chadata hai. Why don't you do it? Even one person can change the whole world. All the changes which have taken place in this world were done by single people. So usko thoda So like that, this all these uh, elements have their own Greatness own power, but they can also not destroy the Atma, it cannot touch. because the self is subtler than this five element. In fact, self is the witness of these five elements. The self is the witness of the five element. Also, because of the presence of the self, only this five elements exist. The existence for the five element, are given by the self alone. It's like my dream. The dream exists because of the dreamer. The dream cannot exist even for a second when the dreamer wakes up. You cannot say, just hold on, I will wake up, I will go take a round and come back. The dream cannot exist, though the dream is very powerful. All the elements are there in the dream. Very, very powerful. But when you wake up, the dream get destroyed. Because it was existing because of you. Huh? You had created the dream. And because of that it was exist. Similarly this whole world exists because of the presence of self. So it is the witness of this world. So that which is witness cannot touch it. Cannot touch it at all. So na enam kledayanti apaha. So so why it is so? Why cannot it be touched? In the next words, Bhagwan says Achaeoyamada Yoyam Akledyo Shosya Evacha Nitya Sarvagatasthanuho Achaloyam Sanatanaha Achedyoyam Adayoyam Akledhyoshoshya Evacha Nitya Sarvagatasthanuho Uh, it, why the weapons cannot cut it, because the atma, the self is uh, uncuttable, I don't know whether that word is there, it cannot be cut, its very nature is such that it cannot be cut, because it doesn't have any parts, it doesn't, it, first of all it is very subtle, that which is subtle cannot be cut or can be harmed by something which is gross. For example, akash is is subtlest element. Then comes vayu, then comes uh, uh, agni, then jal and prithvi Even the akash cannot be cut. You take a talwar and try to cut akash into pieces, it cannot be. Because all that we can use is grosser than akash. Even our greatest of bombs cannot disturb the space. Space will remain as it is. And this Atma is even subtler than space. So how can anything cut it? It cannot be cut. ACHEDYO AYAM ADDAIYO It cannot be burnt. It, it, ha- it doesn't have any qualities or any fuel material in it which can be burnt. It cannot be burned. I am hmm. It cannot be wetted. Also, you cannot. There are no pores, or there are no. It is not like a sponge which can be. You can wet it. We can put water into it. No, Atma is cannot be wetted. Akledhya. Ashoshya. It cannot be dried. It doesn't have any uh, liquid into it which can be dried up. If there is some liquid, we can dry that. If the cloth is wet, we can dry it. But that which doesn't have any liquid, you cannot dry it. It cannot be dried. Therefore it is said, Atma is Nityaha. It is eternal. Eternal Uh, existing always, eternal existing always. We are at present experiencing time. And this time we are experiencing because of the moment of our thoughts. Actually, time is experienced as a moment. Time is experienced as an interval between two events. One event happened and another event happened. We experience it as time. If only one event take place, we will not experience time. Like in deep sleep state, only one event is there, no thoughts are moving, nothing is happening, so there is no experience of time. But when we are awake and there is thinking happening, then there is experience of time. Also depending on the quality of thoughts and the speed with which the thoughts are moving and the, what you call, and the awareness of those thoughts, one experiences time. Like you are coming here for Pravachan, if you are finding it interesting, the time moves faster. But if you feel Patanayap, Swami Kitnit Then the, when the different events, like if your mind moves here, there, this, that, and all, then one starts experiencing the time moving little slower. But if you are in one event itself and that event continues, then the time passes very fast. When you are watching a movie and all, it passes so fast. Yeah? But when you are waiting for the bus to come or some person to come and all your restless mind goes, yeah, there, kaha gaya hoga, gaya hoga, ye, ye, wo, wo. and the time seems to be moving very slow. So time is experienced according to the moment of our mind, our thoughts. And uh, where there is no moment of this thought, there is no experience of time. The Atma is beyond this mind. In fact, the mind exists in the self alone. It's like the water, the moment of the water is there. But the water is beyond the moment. It is because of the water only there is moment, but water itself is beyond the moment. The mind, the Atma itself is beyond the mind. Therefore, he says that it is akal, satsri akal. We say, so it is akal, beyond time. So since it is beyond time, it is eternal. Time cannot touch it. Time cannot touch the self. It is nityaha.
2: Uh,
1: when we are identified with the mind, our uh, awareness goes from as though the time is there, and we experience the past, the present, and future. But when one ex- when one goes beyond the mind, or even one is able to quieten the mind, one experiences eternity. Yeah, Therefore there is a very famous, I think, statement or poet uh, has said that in a in a moment one can experience eternity. And in a sand grain, one can experience the whole world or something. Hmm. So, if we become intensely aware of the present moment, you will experience eternity. But if we become aware little bit of past and future, we are caught up in time. Very strange. That the concept of past and concept of future, as soon as it comes, we are caught up in time. In the pure present, there is no such thing called past and future. Past and future is just in the thoughts. We cannot see past. We can only think past. We cannot see future. We can only think future. We can only experience present. In the pure present, there is no such thing called past and future. So when a person becomes intensely aware of the present moment, means when the mind becomes absolutely still, one experiences, one comes face to face with eternity. A Mahatma or a realized master in a state of nirvikalpa samadhi is, is touches that eternity itself. It's like a uh, like a doorway. The, ex, the pure present moment, as one Mahatma says, is like a doorway to enter eternity. Hmm. So, therefore, the uh, scriptures talk about the self as nityaha, eternal, and hence it is sarvagataha. It is eternal and it is all pervading. It cannot be something, cannot be and limited to one thing. Because the very uh, limitation will make it non-eternal. It's all pervading. Sarva gatha, everywhere there is nothing which is devoid of the presence of the self. There is nothing which is non-divine, you can say. There is nothing which is devoid of the presence of the self. Though the world we have divided as sentient and insentient, but there is no thing in this world which is devoid of the presence of the self. So, nityaha sarvagataha stanu, hu, stanu means not moving like the like the tree, means it doesn't move from its nature. Whatever its nature is there, it remains firm in its nature. The self doesn't change its nature. It remains firm like a stanu, like a tree. But sometimes you find a tree is there and it moves on top. Though the bottom is steady, it keeps moving. So though it might be changeless in its fundamental nature, but maybe some movement is there in the self. This says no. Therefore, to deny that, another word is used is achalaha. It is non-moving. The nature of the self doesn't change. Achalaha. I am sanatanaha. It is most ancient. Yet, it is all the time new. Sanatanaha. Ancient, yet new. So, hey Arjuna... This is this is what you are. This is your very essential nature. You are now identified with the body, with other things and assumes yourself to be something else. So you are this nature and not only you but all these beings who are standing here and all these great uh, soldiers and the great kings and me and you, everyone is of the nature of this self. So, from the standpoint of the self, you need not grieve, because self doesn't get destroyed. If you are grieving that it will get destroyed, you don't have to grieve because of that. Also, because of the nature of the personality of a person, if he is a good person, and if he dies, also you need not grieve for that person. Because it's evolution. In the evolution, death happens, and then one keeps on evolving spiritually. Further, Bhagavan says, these are little heavy stuff, huh? so, hope you will digest it. <speaking a father's voice> Avvakto yam achintyo yam Avikaryo yam uchate Tasma devam viditvainam NANUSHO arhasi ARHASIM NANUSHO CHITUM ARHASIM YAM Avikaryo YAM UCCHATE KASMA DEVAM VIDITVAYNAM AVVAKTAHA AYAM This Atma is avvektaha. AVVAKTA means unmanifest Another important, see in all these verses, certain things of this self is revealed, slowly and steadily. Bhagwan is like a beautiful, wonderful painter. Just as a painter paints, then he looks at his painting and then again adds some more color and more color and slowly the, the painting becomes complete. In one stroke of the brush itself, the whole painting cannot be made. So slowly and steadily, Bhagavan is adding colors to his painting of that self, which is which cannot be painted. So one more thing he says about the self is it is avvektaha. Huh? means that which is manifest. Manifest means that which can be seen or experienced through our senses, like. With our eyes, ears, nose, skin, touch and all, we can experience shabdas, parasha, rupa, rasagandha. They are manifest. They can be experienced. They can be touched. They can be seen. Atma cannot be seen. No, no, but some says, no, we have taken photograph of Atma and all. That is not photograph of Atma. Atma is that which cannot be seen, cannot be touched cannot be smelt. You cannot smell Atma. <laughs> Some Atma is. <laughs> atma cannot be smelt. It cannot be brought in a test tube and all we can. People tried, actually because the curiosity is there, various experiments also they have done. A dying person, they tried to weigh, uh, weigh him and then after his death tried to find whether the weight has reduced or increased or whatever if something has gone out and this and that all sorts of experiment okay if anything can be photographed and all it is it is gross our gross body and little bit of a energy of our mind and the life force and all it can be it can be understood or it can be comprehended it can be understood but atma itself is cannot be seen cannot be tasted cannot be touched it is avyakta in fact it is so subtle that it cannot be even it cannot be grasped with the mind also mind also cannot form any image of that atma because uh, mind thinks in terms of words huh, and pictures and words and pictures have definition pictures have definition words also have definition And that which is can be defined cannot grasp that which is beyond all definition, which is infinite. Infinite cannot be comprehended in any finite words. See, like space, you cannot have a big enough hall which contains the entire space. However large hall you build, there will be space outside that hall also. Similarly, however subtle we can use words, there will be, Atma will be beyond those words. Therefore it is said in the Upanishad and all, Yato vacho nivartante manasasaha That Atma is such that words try to catch it, mind goes to catch it, but they come back, they return without comprehending it. So, avvektaha It is not something which can be seen through the senses, nor can be comprehended with the mind and all. Avvektaha, therefore it is achintya. Achintya cannot be thought of, unthinkable. Again, we can think of those things which we have seen, which we have perceived through the senses. Those things which have color, which have taste, which have length, which have breadth, which have some properties can be thought of. Atma cannot be thought of with the help of any words. We cannot picturize it. That doesn't mean it is not there. But it cannot be grasped with any words. (coughs) It cannot be captured by any words. It is the very basis on which words exist or happen. And even if we capture, we give some name, that name also will we will have to understand with the help of other words. In fact, all the scriptures are full of names only. We say Avyakta, we say Achintya, or anand, these are names. But these names also should, we need some other words to understand these names. It is said the whole scripture can be put into one word, Om but to understand that one word we require 120 words or more words hmm. but even with all the words the self cannot be comprehended it is beyond the comprehension of words or thoughts so avyaktaha achintyaha, ayam avikarya it is free from all change it is changeless atma is changeless so Theoretically, the self is indicated. All these words are, though they are not definitions of Atma, they are indicators of Atma. Like we can say the moon. However much we try here to touch the moon, we cannot touch it. With my finger, if I go and stand on the terrace and try to touch the moon, I cannot touch it. But with the help of my finger, I can show the moon to others who can look in the direction of the finger. Similarly, the words which are used in the scripture cannot touch that atma, but if we use that word in our contemplation and meditation, through the help of this word, we will be able to reach that state of uh, realization, recognition. It's like the, the words will inspire us, to move in that direction. And when we reach that, then no words are required. Wordlessly, one will be able to uh, comprehend that self. So these words used in this, uh, all the scriptures are not definitions, but they are indicators. And uh, hundreds of indicators are there. We can use any one of them to comprehend this self. So, Avikarya, ayam uchyate tasmad evam Viditvayanam, therefore, tasmad, therefore, hey Arjuna, having realized and recognized and understood also theoretically that Atma is of this nature, na anushochitum arhasi, there is no need for you to grieve. You don't have to grieve. You don't have to be afraid of death of yourself. You don't have to be afraid of death of others. And in the process of living in this world, if one dies, and anyway one will die, you don't have to grieve for that. You don't have to grieve for the death of Atma, because Atma doesn't die. So from the standpoint, even if we understand this theoretically, even if we appreciate it to a certain extent, we will become free of our fears, free of our grief like a person is sick and then he is all scared, frightened, he doesn't know what is wrong with him. And the doctor comes and checks him out. And the doctor knows what is wrong with him. And the first thing the doctor says, you don't have to worry. There is medicine for this and you will get cured. Just listening to that words of the doctor, the patient feels great sense of relief. Similarly, here, Bhagavan, we may not understand the self completely, properly, but having faith in the Lord, at this stage, if we just accept it, we will be able to feel great sense of satisfaction, great sense of fearlessness and quietude. So, Bhagwan tells Arjuna, having understood this in this way, you don't have to grieve. There is no need for you to grieve. More about this, we will see tomorrow. I will conclude with a prayer, but you please remain seated. There is some one announcement is there, which I have to make.